0: WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, two of us are uh, sitting here this morning. Um, Miss, Miss Ann, as uh, you know, is, is not able to join us anymore because of uh, some medical problems. But she is our co-host forever and emeritus. So uh, as far as we're concerned, she's still sitting here. Uh, brother Rufus is, uh, is with us. He's signing books over here. Well, we're yep. gonna get
1: we're gonna get Brother Richard a book here.
0: Richard is is one of our um, our favorite listeners and one of our regular listeners, and so um, he giveth and he taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a book, and he's get, oh yeah actually he's getting two books.
1: Yes, he gave me one. Your cup book.
0: runneth over. Yes, gotta start quoting all of that stuff this morning. Mr. Gerald Mr. Adams is with us uh, this morning. Miss Debbie from uh, Permatil is also here, but everybody's just walking around. Seeing the sights, Debbie you better come over here and sit down and I just introduced you. So. <laughs> you know in case uh, your boss is listening he's wondering where you are. I'm sure that's not the case but <laughs> everybody time. okay with Permatil you all right?
2: We're good yeah Permatil Chuck and I are doing great and uh, it's a busy time of year for us because we like Gerald, to see our customers. Gerald can you get customers. in here? But uh, and deliver poinsettias and so it's just uh, business as usual at Stay Permatil How
0: about that? Gerald, will you have been trying to negotiate some cinnamon bread or something? Or? I'm
2: not at liberty
0: Oh, I'm, no.
3: not, I'm not at liberty to talk about that no. even though I've been smelling it for
1: the last hour There
3: we go <laughs> I smelled it on you
0: <laughs> Will you... Uh, well, at any rate, uh, are you selling?
3: Yeah, I'm set up down there selling bottles, and I. Had but you're a, up here. Well, I'm multi-talented. I'm
0: telling you, I well, I knew that anyway.
3: I have a helper, but it's her first time helping with the bottles. She helps me when I sell plants, so oh. I had to do a little brief seven-minute tutorial.
0: Okay, well, I'd probably forget everything, <laughs> so I'd just have to wing my way through it. Well, what a nice group, and um, we're at the market shops at the State Farmers Market. It's probably good if I mentioned that. This morning, I don't know where Monica went,
3: but she's running around.
0: Ru- there's Monica right there, and uh, we're having <laughs> breakfast made for us, uh, Mr. Secretary, this morning. Yes. Did I you? Uh, are you eating <clears throat> eggs and bacon, or? Well, i have uh, going to order a Rufus
1: dog. Oh my goodness! Alright? Let's start it off
0: right way. Yeah, that means onions, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe she well, won't get here until the end of the show.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I could. I could bring some. Uh, uh, what they call them up there in the mountains, the, they used to have the festival in Waynesville, North Carolina, of the uh, that wild onion. Ramps. And, man, could you, could you be a smell for two months. <laughs> <laughs> two solid months.
0: Yeah, yeah. two solid months. The, the What about the ramp? The, the ramp. ramp
1: festival, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah,
0: the yeah. That must have been a mess with all those, all those state leaders up there and... Everybody was, uh, <laughs> y'all were talking back to back. Y'all weren't Well, everybody, each other. everybody
1: said, you stink, and they were right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> that was nonpartisan, of course. Yes. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. And uh, Richard, good morning. Good morning. Know, do we have a uh, borrow Debbie's mic here a second and uh, say hello to us? <coughs>
4: hello. Good morning, y'all. And, uh, well, So what say you? <laughs> well, I was listening to uh, some jazz this, uh, well, last week, and there was actually a jazz tune called Stink. Oh, no. <laughs> and then uh, regarding humans and odors, uh, when I left Korea, I went around saying, Oh, God, it smells like those folks are still aboard the ship. Oh, oh, that's me. <laughs> well, also on the ship, uh, we had to collect Marines that had been in the field for about 30 days, and, and it, you could smell them a mile away, <laughs> at least. No but, offense to the Marines, especially if they're any around. Huh? Oh, yeah, they're some of our favorite folks. <laughs> Absolutely. What they put up with. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But uh, anyway, uh, last week I was listening to the show and, and thought about uh, what was, uh, and, and keep Steve in mind, uh, what was Thomas Edison's uh, favorite type of plant? Ooh, Steve, A bulb some kind of bulb. You got it. <laughs>
3: Very good, day lily. General, <laughs>
4: yeah, exactly. Well, it is, it's kind of neat. If you look the uh, look at the uh, above ground is the positive, and in below ground is the negative. All the current charged with nutrients is going from the positive to the negative. And then the negative nutrients are going to the positive. So you, you've got a circuit and a capacitor in the bulb. Oh, my goodness. Some of us will oh understand goodness. that, <laughs> and some <laughs> of us won't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we got some blinking lights there. It's it, uh, too early in the
3: morning for all that, Rich. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, thank you all for being here. And uh, uh, I, was, I was telling our guest from Permatil, yes, uh, I just started to use it. And... Been what took you pleased. so
3: long, Richard?
4: Well, demolition of the neighbors' houses <laughs> sent all the critters over to our yard.
0: Did you just demolish the the houses? Well, no, your no,
4: or? that's what they're doing in the neighborhood. Oh, so. oh okay. Uh, high How end, nice. a high end urban renewal. Yeah, you. Uh, gotcha. mm, economic cleansing. Yes. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, they, they were under the tea olives, so I threw some in there, and. They threw it back. So, so then uh, the, the secret weapon was uh, I go to the uh, Indian food store and get some of the hottest peppers I could find. So I'm going to make it miserable for those people, uh, critters. So uh, Debbie combined. Stringer,
0: what do you say about that? Have you ever had that happen? Are there any known cases of uh, voles throwing back the permatil?
2: No known cases of voles throwing back permatil, <laughs> but if it's a natural area where there's also... Chipmunks and groundhogs—they don't, you know—that's they're gonna throw the permatil out.
3: They, they dig.
2: They dig. They're de- they're designed to dig. So, uh, but the voles, no, it's still a very effective vole barrier. You, you must have. Uh, a lot of wildlife in your backyard. Well, so, <laughs> quite
4: wild. We used to have a bunch of students back there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For, fortunately, they're gone. How about uh, 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 Caged uh, animals, huh? Uh, and, and, uh, 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 I added some uh, that hot pepper to it, but it doesn't work on uh, Cajun critters and Cajun pests. <laughs> they want more. That's right. <laughs> and by by right. the way,
0: I, I, met, uh, I met
1: the judge. I met your... Uh, my son my brother-in-law Robert Judge Robert Harris. Yeah. The maker of the hot sauce. That's right. That's
0: and he right. prefers
1: Tabasco peppers because one one year I gave him Carolina Reaper. He yeah. said that's a little too hot. Really? Yeah, that's a little too hot.
0: Well, that's and disappointing. I thought he was more of a
1: connoisseur. Well, he is a connoisseur, but he knows what's best. <laughs> and that Carolina Reaper will kill you. <laughs>
2: We'll do what it says,
1: yeah. I wouldn't say that. They put it in candy.
3: Oh, God, yes, that candy you brought from Asheville. So I bought some pickles uh, at the Christmas carousel, uh, and they uh, the guy used one Carolina Reaper per batch. I'm trying to think how many jars of pickles he made with them, and I haven't quite got the nerve up to try them yet. But eventually well, I'm going to try You
0: them. know that it's probably going to get hotter and hotter, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. Probably. I mean, so, if it's got to age. I, I think I'd just
3: display but, it. But they're like, you know, pickle spears uh, and I'm going, I kind of want to get somebody else to try
2: one first <laughs> and think, then and no I'll adjust you. accordingly.
3: Now the candy I got uh,
0: in Asheville for Rufus and Nelson Cox and a couple other people who like really hot, you know, hot, hot sauce, mm-hmm. uh, had the Carolina Reaper and it had, it was beautiful candy. It was chocolate, of course, and had skull and crossbones on it in white chocolate. uh, I got quite a reaction out of both of
3: them. Well, at at the Christmas carousel, the man won't appreciate this plug because he's in Virginia, but there's a guy that has a little setup called Hot Sauce Mall and he must have over 500 different kinds of hot sauce. Holy cow. And last year I said give me the hottest you got. My uh, son's father-in-law is Indian uh, and loves he said i've never had anything too hot so this bottle was called doomed is the <laughs> name of it and i sent it i sent it to him my son came for christmas last year and he carried it back and gave it to a christmas we were out there last week and ate dinner at their house. Is uh, he still with us? He <laughs> he has been through a half a bottle. He says only two, drops. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, uh, only two uh, drops. But he's been he's been through a half a bottle that was the size of a pretty good size, you know, like Texas Pete bottle. I just, uh, and I'm like, I just shake my head at the at the thought. He just of it just
0: deadens my taste
3: buds. It brings tears to my eyes. Yeah, well, it does makes that my that nose too, start. Right. No, clear just,
2: your sinuses. That's yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah
3: so. So he says. So I. He says. So now the program is get him a bottle every every year because the bottle's going to last him about two years. It looks like.
1: Oh my. Well, my, Mike, may I may I present a gift to my friend Richard and yours? He 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 was so kind to give me a book I've been looking to get it. Bill O'Reilly wrote "Killing Reagan," and I've always uh, he's written several uh, uh, yes books,
0: historical.
1: And, and what a nice president, Somebody that could be liked. I, I, he reminds me of Eisenhower. Yes. just a likable person Yes. and Richard if you can stay awake long enough I'll give you my book. <laughs> it uh, has a section about the weekend gardener in there. Yeah, It certainly does and I I inscribed it I said to uh, to my friend Richard who does so much for others you're the best. Yeah oh, so, uh, well thanks I really appreciate it. How about that? You <laughs> came on
0: the right day didn't oh, you? Yeah, Richard?
4: yeah in, uh, on the uh, hot peppers I was just rereading the book uh, flavor the science of our most neglected sense and uh, the author was on the subject of hot peppers so uh his solution he's got a unique sense of humor if 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 the uh uh, flavor of the hot peppers gets to be too much then take a hammer and hit your thumb (laughs) but but now, now, the mechanism for uh, Szechuan peppers is different. It's got a really complex flavor. It actually causes the taste buds uh, to vibrate in the key of G. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, sure. uh, well, there, could you yeah. demonstrate, please? Uh, <laughs> n- not currently. It'll make, it'll make you sing, in yeah. other words. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I better make room so others can call. <laughs> and, yeah, That's uh, right. Thanks for your call, Richard. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
4: well, y'all have a great one. You, you too, buddy. Merry, Merry Christmas. We don't see you uh, before Christmas. Uh, just uh, say a prayer for all those overseas who can't yeah, be home. And That's right. Um, and God bless everybody. All right. Well, thank Same to you, too,
0: buddy. All right, uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener at the State Farmer's Market. And uh, Debbie, so what's new with uh, Permatel?
2: Well, Permatel, the the expanded slate that is uh, Permatel is still out there blocking voles and helping plant trees and shrubs this time of year because it's a great time to do that. It is. Um, but also, it's uh, being specified for other things. So we're doing a lot of stormwater filtration and some uh, structural soils for street trees and turf fire lanes. So and roof gardens. We're always, uh, the commercial inside of our uh, market is always busy.
0: I bet you have roof gardens at uh, NC State Centennial Campus, Gerald.
3: I, I do. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, all of which have mm-hmm. uh on them. Uh, my first um, use of teal was when I was at the governor's mansion redoing the rose garden. I was planting hybrid tea and grandiflora roses, which right. roses have an unbelievably long tap root. Uh, and the ground there was, sou- shall we say, clayish in oh, yeah. nature, and I really worked a lot of permateal. That was before I later used it where I had some hostas fall victim to voles uh, and then moved on from there, but I've grown orchids uh, in it as well, uh, so I, I've I've touched just about all of them I'm now having to look after stormwater stuff on Centennial as well so we're pretty much taking the whole whole gamut of well, it now
2: and Permatil could not have a better endorsement than the, a horticulture and agricultural school that uses it and likes it so we like this relationship
0: yeah a lot of people are planting bulbs right now and so it's a it's a great time for, uh, for using it? For well,
3: you, you do two things. You, one, you improve the drainage, which is, is so key, and especially if you're trying to, to get a tulip to perennialize, which they're just, there are a few varieties that will here, but many of them won't. And, and the biggest issue is because of the moisture that stays in the ground right before the tulips come out of dormancy. It creates a fungus which destroys them. So doing the. You either got to get them up in a raised bed, but even then, I think you're better off if you use something like Permatil to improve that drainage. And then you just might keep one of those nasty little voles from trying to make it a tasty appetizer. Every
0: time I get ready to call on Monica, she's jumped off and running. Now she's driven away. Yep. (laughs) And that's great. At
3: at a high rate of speed when she was (laughs) moving out. uh, I don't don't
0: know what what the problem is, Monica. You're listening in the truck. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. Are you sure we didn't drive her away? Well, I, she got, she got a lot
0: going on. I'm just wondering. Everybody needs to put their bells on, for goodness sake, so we can just drive the listeners crazy this morning. We, uh, yeah, that's fine. So we, <laughs> Melissa's slipped in my lunchbox this morning, uh-huh. <laughs> along with. With that deadly, deadly peanut
3: brittle. Yes. Ah. It's a scourge of humanity. I I wouldn't, anybody that Mike's given it to him, I'd tell him just no and give it back, and I'll do a good faith effort and get rid of it for Mike. No, thank you. Monica just texted me, and she
0: says, I am listening. I will be back. (laughs) All right. Uh. All right, anyway. So, uh, yeah, the... Has, I know NC State has done, back to the bulbs, NC State has done some research on tulip bulbs. Uh, Tom Monaco, Dr. Tom Monaco, who was the, um, a retired professor at NC State, I guess he's a professor emeritus, and uh, was the uh, head of the horticulture department for many years, says that the lower growing, picked the lower growing tulips were around here, that they seem to work better than the real yeah. The ones.
3: The species tulips will parentalize easier, but once again, the species tulips, generally speaking, are the less attractive <laughs> of the tulips. Everybody wants those big, long stem, single weight yes. uh, tulips. And unfortunately, I have had luck with a, three or four varieties that maybe 25% of them would come back, but never are they going to parentalize like daffodils. Will, for instance. Now, the little short species tulips, uh, you've got squirrels are a problem from them. I I had uh, two beds at the governor's mansion that slowly dwindled down, and it wasn't that the bulbs died out, the squirrels dug up the bulbs and hauled them away. Mm. Uh, And that was really the probably the first time I've ever seen squirrels really do that. I mean, they'll get into new plantings, like if you just planted pansies or something, and they'll flip them upside down. And just to, you know, climb up in the tree and get their jollies while they're watching you fret. And have to go out and replant oh, yeah. them, but they literally removed the bulbs. And I'm talking about a bed that probably had 200 bulbs in it, and went from 200 to 150 to 100 to 50 in about two years' time. In other
1: words, uh, do like I do: treat a, a tulip bulb as an annual. Yes.
3: Yes, Uh, you know you can, uh, most of the places I always used them which were in pretty large annual beds, I'm replacing the beds anyway. Uh, But every now and then I would put some at the back of a bed if it was a new cultivar that I didn't know and just let's see what happens. And most of the time you get a stem, you get a couple of leaves and you never get a bloom or you finally get a bloom and the stem is so small and weak that the poor it can't even stand up. Uh, I have generally speaking bought most of my bulbs from Teresia Farms and Carl Van Stalden and his family that run that he knows but if he, I would call him up and I say, and he will tell you the best chances of varieties right off the top of his head but see down east like if you're at Trine Palace they will varieties will parentalize there that won't in Wake County yeah because they got all that sandy based soil <coughs> that drains so well so it's you know if you are somewhere in the listening area and you're fortunately to have some of that sandy base soil then you've got a much better chance of success than than most of us here in the triangle area.
0: Now besides Parmesan what else uh, do we add anything else to the mix when we're planting bulbs?
3: Uh, that's about all I do when I'm planting now like for daffodils or if I was going to try and parentalize the tulips After they've bloomed, I'd put a little slow-release fertilizer around them to feed, you know, while I was trying to make you that bulb for next year. Uh, But it doesn't take, uh, uh, I mean, you see daffodils in the wild that hadn't been fertilized in 20 years, and they they seem to be doing pretty well. But particularly on a newly planted one, you want to get it off to that good start. uh, And if you can get it to come back, and particularly with something like a tulip, which is pretty problematic, Parentalize, and you really want to help it all you can. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I've had very good luck about parentalizing hyacinths. That, yeah. that, that's a lot better. I, I just love those little hyacinths that pop up. And the fragrance. The fragrance is yes, so
0: lovely. Yeah, there's so many, so many bulbs, and we we underutilize them. Uh, we we plant a oh, lot yeah. of, lot oh, of yeah. daffodils, maybe some tulips, but the rest of the season we don't seem to care as much, and there are. Bulbs that bloom every season,
3: all throughout the year. Yeah,
0: so maybe we should uh, think about it, go find a. You no, know, Logan's has had a good, good uh, selection of. And,
3: and look, there are a lot more daffodils garden, than people realize. I mean, there are some. Not all daffodils are bright yellow. <laughs> uh, there are other colors. Oh my Goodness, goodness uh, and just combinations uh, and sizes of blooms and heights and all that. So you really need to explore some of those other mm. options. Yeah. yeah T- a- Tahiti. If you're sitting at home right now, Google Tahiti daffodil. That's a double daffodil that's yellow. It looks like little, you know, splotches of orange in the bloom. Spectacular.
2: What's the height on that one?
3: Uh, it's a traditional height. It probably gets a foot, twelve inches tall, ten, 10 to ten to twelve.
2: Good with pansies. And just, and... Yes, mm-hmm. you can
3: clearly put it behind them. But that's probably my favorite. And Fortissimo, which is a giant bloom yellow one with a huge bright orange trumpet, is another one. And the bloom is so big, the stems on it are about twice the size of your average daffodil because it takes that much to hold it up. Yeah, that is pretty. I love the form, too. It's actually a little bit brighter yellow than the photo you're showing. Like, it's not that. There you go.
2: Are daffodils more forgiving on drainage and moisture?
3: Yes, most de- most definitely. Yeah. So that's, that's a pretty, pretty good, re- and you can have 20 Tahiti blooms, and, and there'll be a little something different about all, all 20 Are of them. Are these fer- pretty readily available? Uh, probably not since I since I've been. <laughs> Everybody's gonna look for them this morning. Since uh, I sent you this day, but I, yeah. I I used to like I would in the summer contact Teresia and tell them how many I wanted if I was gonna add because they would sell out every year. And Teresia is really not far from
0: Raleigh. No, it's that's, on the
3: other side of Little Washington. It's uh yeah. twenty minutes to the other side of Little Washington. Yeah. right smack dab in the middle of. God's country, right. <laughs> where, where it's at. But they do a phenomenal job, and people don't realize, you know, you sometimes get, if you garden a lot, you get all these catalogs in the mail, yeah. many of the ones that are selling bulbs.
0: We, we gotta go. They came you through Tennessee. You thought, coming up after the news. <laughs> Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Four and a half inches. We're box. back on WPTF for the weekend gardener, Mike Rayley here, Debbie Stringer with us, Brother Rufus, Gerald Adams here, Miss Monica running she's, around somewhere. She's she's running. She's a busy person. She's here. Uh, Nate's here. Chris. Does anybody have an objection to uh, the fragrance of cinnamon bread cooking and coffee? <laughs> no. Dude, don't, don't come see anybody. <laughs> no,
2: not at all.
0: <laughs> that's what we always experience in the market shops. And that, you, Wonderful. You too, if you just come here, and a lot of other things. This, I've always called this a little country, old country store, and that's basically uh, it's one of the few left. That's basically what it is.
2: I find the best assortment of dried bean varieties here.
0: Yeah, and
2: uh, the cook up so.
0: My so mother easy. was very particular. She had, she w- would not buy them in Nashville. She would go to Centerville, which is a, <laughs> a tiny little hamlet in Franklin County. There was a country store there that had navy beans, and she would get them from there. So yeah, uh, they do have good dried beans here. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, good raw peanuts for that peanut brittle. Melissa always buys the raw peanuts from, from down east. And uh, gosh, there's so many things here. You can, you can buy wine
2: here. You can Christmas shop here. You can there's Christmas so many shop. Yeah. beautiful stores with all kinds of canned and bottled goods and
3: well, well I, things. I mentioned super hot sauce a while ago, but they've, it must be two or three different people here that set every kind of hot sauce known to mankind. I'm looking at some right across from us. <laughs> that that oh, is no, uh, big man. business,
1: in the not it, Rufus? It's big. Yeah. so I've had some of that, Gerald, you're looking at right over there on the top shelf. Have you and the judge uh, thought about setting up a little roadside well, stand out I, in front of your he, house? He, he, sh- he makes it by the gallons.
0: Okay, well, you could and, still uh, do that.
1: He says, since I'm a hanging judge, I'll do it right.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: no, no, he's not either. He's not a hanging judge. He has a daughter
1: who's a ballerina. We saw that last night.
0: She's a nutcracker. My in dear, Nut Tracker, so my
1: dear be, sweet Lucy. She's really good. Did so beautifully. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll have to show Debbie here. My kids took uh, Melissa to
0: see the Christmas Carol last night. I hope Ira David Wood was was there. He's so good, a real treasure. <clears throat> so a good story about that,
3: Mike. People yeah. remember uh, Frankie Munez, who was Malcolm in the Middle, yes. played soccer and baseball for me, lived here in Nightdale when he was seven, eight, nine years old. I didn't know you that. Didn't His know that. sister, Christine, is the same age as my daughter and they did a little summer camp thing about theater. And the his sister went to try out for a Christmas Carol, and Frankie was sitting over there with his mom, not even trying out, and our David Wood walks by, and I said, I need a new Tiny Tim, and you look about the right size. Get up and read for me. Well, he got up and read, got the part, and the rest is from that. History. Some Hallmark wow, movies, and next that. thing you know, uh, T V show and so but that's how all he started. His sister went to trout and he's just sitting there with his mom waiting on him.
1: Well I'm and going to see our that Navy was his Wood big tonight. Break. Uh, well you just all over the place. Yeah, they say that this is his last live performance. He, he says he's getting some age on him, but I don't think so. But well you said Scrooge is supposed to be old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: He won't have to wear as much makeup. Did you
1: see the Scrooge at my party the other night? Were you there? I you did not. Through? That was a Grinch. That, that was a Grinch, I, saw, I mean. I saw, a, I saw a photo of it, Yeah, but uh, I, did not, I did not it's see pretty that. pretty scary. Yeah. Maybe I want to show you something here and see if you've ever seen something uh, like this, that. Uh, this, this I'm, I'm going to test Gerald in a minute. Ah! Hmm. Oh, this must be a plant. That's not Lucy. <laughs> no, that's not Lucy.
2: <laughs> well, it's it's a palm. It's a tropical. You are right. What?
0: What do you got there, It's the, the fruiting like yours. Oh! Oh! Yeah! 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 That's the uh, windmill palm, the, and that's uh, the fruit or the bloom or whatever it is. And it's, uh, it's, it's, the, it's it's very. I say this. It's got goiters. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta give it some, give her some iodine. but I, I figured out that it was that was not true. So, uh, at any rate, the grass this time of year. You know, I was I was in the uh, Oxford area yesterday seeing uh, the old extension boys uh, Johnny and Paul, and uh, you know the
3: fescue looks better up there than it does around here, to me. Well, uh, it's a little bit cooler up there, and they don't get quite the stress in summer that we probably do here, and it's shocking what four or five degrees difference uh, can make in the temperature, uh, in in particular, on fescue. Henderson
0: and and Oxford and Roxburgh especially, because they're they're like 300 feet uh, higher above sea level than Durham, for instance, so that's... That's why we see all that snow up there. They're way up on a hill, on their little mountain, I guess, in Roxborough. But uh, it, it's amazing how uh, the difference. Uh, I don't know how many of these people as I was riding through Oxford had irrigation systems. That's certainly key for success here for, for uh, cool season grasses, is it?
3: Yes, most definitely. Uh, that and preventive fungicide treatments for brown patch it's, it's you're going to fare a lot better if you never get it because you've already applied the fungicide than trying to treat it once you get it uh, and that that's a big key for fescue and it's it, it's pricey uh, but it just if you want to have a successful fescue yard this day and age and you're in the triangle you have to be able to irrigate, and you have to provide the fungicides before you have the issue. If not, you're going to be reseeding every single year mm. after year after year after year.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the warm season grasses this time of year are, are not pleasing to, to people
3: in their... We'll throw you some annual rye on it. Yeah. It'll be just as green as but I
0: get out. I, I kind of like, uh, like the transition, the uh, the green and the and the yellow, and. <clears throat> and browns and so forth. I love this time of year for a lot of reasons, but I, I think the landscape is uh, it may be second only to to springtime. I just love the the contrast of colors, and it seems like obviously everything seems more open.
2: I I like it too, Mike. It's uh, I spent my younger years in northern Indiana and in Michigan, and so I'm used to a dormant lawn. Yeah. And uh, also, when the leaves come off uh, the deciduous trees, you can look at the branch structure. Yeah. And then your evergreen hollies, etc., have a chance to shine in right. their green and we glory. We have plenty
0: of those here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I mean, you're just driving through the countryside. Their hollies are native, and uh, especially as you, you drive up toward Williamsburg, some of those back roads, going to between Stony Creek and and Surrey. They, it's just gorgeous, all of the the hollies and the woods
1: through there.
2: It's like the landscape is resting, you know, yeah. at this time of year. I like it.
0: Yeah. Stony well, Creek, let me doesn't.
1: recommend again, and I know Gerald's been there, and I think you have Mike, not where Debbie has or not. The Sand Hills Community College Arboretum. Oh, it's visited that again, and you talk about holly trees. They've got a whole section there on mm-hmm. holly trees. Uh, yes. I've forgotten how many mm-hmm. acres there are there but it's a whole, whole living yeah, ecosystem. One of the best in the state. Yeah.
2: In the 90s, it was the largest uh, holly collection in the country, so I don't know I if that's I bet you've been there a
0: lot. Yeah, I,
2: I actually went to, I got my horticulture degree at Sand Hills. Yeah. So.
0: Oh, my goodness. So did, uh, I mean, they, they fed uh, a curator at the White House from from their system, education system there, that course of study. So it's it's uh, it's world renowned. People know it all over the Mm -hmm. place. Uh, There there's some beautiful arboretums around. We have we're we have a treasure right here. Absolutely in 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 Raleigh, J.C. Ralston,
3: three in the triangle.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, and and the botanical gardens Mm -hmm. and and the Duke Gardens, of course. Uh, We're so lucky to have uh, these great universities here. Uh, Gerald, have you created your own uh, your own garden and? uh, Oasis and arboretum there on the Centennial campus, or do you no, have several no, of them? No,
3: and <laughs> we we basically spend most of our trying trying to solve solve problem areas and then trying to have things look a little better at some of the you know main entrances and main buildings and stuff like that. So, so I what mean, have
0: you changed lately?
3: Uh, lately, I am <clears throat> ripping out drift roses that were diseased with rose rosette and i'm putting in a short hibiscus head over heels hibiscus which doesn't get but about four foot tall but still has the big dinner plate bloom and a bright red and a hot pink and a white and a white color uh and basically you get a little later bloom. Of course, the drift roses would bloom sooner. You're, you're going to get into June before you probably see any of the hibiscus blooming. But they bloomed right up till the frost uh, got them. And I'll wait to January and I'll go cut them back to the ground. And they're going to get a little bit wider, but they're not going to get any taller. So it's a similar size to what I had there. And we had some beds with, you know, 30 and 40 roses in it. And it's uh, the these particular hibiscus I'm putting just a little bit farther apart Uh, not much but I've already done two big beds and I've got two more I'm gonna do this spring
2: where is that on the campus
3: right across from Hunt library
2: okay very good
3: what they call the Poulton Commons Uh, but that, unfortunately as knockouts have had the problems with rose rosette, uh, you're starting to see it in drift roses. In fact, um, I, I uh, inherited when I when I got to state these were already diseased, and it's just been a slow winding out. So, and i just we we're pretty much starting over. Wow, that's
0: uh, that's distressing. Wow. My uh, the the ro- I don't have I only have a couple of roses in my yard. I I have. Uh, both are came from Campbell Road and one of them is at Tequila Sunrise and that thing is still blooming. Yep. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to cut it back. Is yours blooming right? Oh absolutely. Yeah I haven't, I
3: haven't De- cut it back. Definitely don't cut all. it back now if it's still got green leaves yeah, on it because yeah, sooner or later we're gonna have some really cold weather. You well, think so? Maybe. <laughs> uh, and once that knocks it back I mean I've got to the point now where I wait till about the first of February before i cut the roses back anymore because yes we've had in the last six or seven years you know there's a chance you could have cut a rose bloom at christmas uh, particularly if you had a plant up next to your house that was getting sheltered a little from the frost because we're not getting as much of that mid-20s weather which is what it takes to finally do them in uh, so to speak so uh, you, you don't want to cut it back and we have like the I don't, was it two years ago in January we had that seven degree weather and they're trying to put on some new growth to grow out from where you have cut it back and that just leads it's going to prolong the plant coming back out in the spring okay
0: well all kinds of things we have to look for what have you been doing at the Chancellor's residence
3: we have function after function there's a lot of stuff goes on there the first two weeks in December uh, so we've been trying to keep it spruced up from there and leaves leaves are have been aggravating this year. They have
0: this, they really have. uh, Seems like I'm blowing leaves every day.
3: There some of your trees really have only started just turning loose this past week. Yeah. And then for us that's a problem because we have noise restrictions during exams, we can't blow around the residence halls, uh, and we can't blow around any of the classrooms, so we'll be happy when uh, this coming friday gets here because that's the end of exams and we'll have about a good week where we can try to get cleaned up before the christmas you break you won't be the
1: only one happy at the <laughs> end of the exams
3: you got exams too <laughs>
1: well, I, i'm just thinking uh, i have some kin folks in school and, they, and they're they're sweating the bullet now yeah,
2: yeah. there's a lot of perma-till at the chancellor's mm-hmm. residence the mm-hmm. overflow parking turf areas Yep. and are those what are those trees uh Myrtles, Cra- there's crepe
3: myrtles, there's elm trees coming in uh, that line it, and then there's crepe myrtles also coming up through there.
2: Now that's a that's a high rate of permatil in the grassed parking area, so right. it'll support the vehicles and not crush the turf roots. So is that doing well?
3: It is doing well. Where we're having a little bit of an issue is, it was a slight miscalculation when they planted the Yopon hedges. Uh, and we we have trouble with cars running into them there's no there's no bumper things to stop the cars We we'll just back off on the alcohol and well <laughs> I, I, but we so that becomes a little bit of a problem for us we keep them cut down as small as we can but it needed to be about two or three more feet mm. there uh, for that because the people feel like they have to get off the driveway and completely on the grass and if they're not paying attention and they're driving something like a suburban or a pickup truck next thing you know that bumpers into Yopons and Yopons are a phenomenal shrub but they are very brittle. They are. It does, are. does not take much to, to break them up and when you Lord. break out a place big enough to stick my head into it takes a long time for for that to grow back. <laughs> Have you got the big head? I've got a large one.
2: Mario Del- Big head or
3: big hedge? <laughs> head. head. Oh okay.
2: One of Santa's elves just brought us some lovely drinks. This is this is from the
0: the market bakery where the cinnamon bread is being baked this morning and sourdough bread. Where
3: mm-hmm. I smelled for an hour while I was setting up mm. my bottles before coming mm. up to the show here. They
0: they all, I mean everything they have over there is oh, really I don't good. Do that.
3: Sorry. Yeah.
0: You just but gonna I'm chug it or what are you gonna do, Debbie? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, she was she was I thought she was <laughs> <I> not gonna <laughs> use the straw.
2: I wasn't going to but uh, You get a
0: mouthful of fruit. And this is true. uh orange orange lemon limeade, I guess. Oh boy. With uh, some cherries and blueberries in it. This packed full.
1: Is there any wonder why we like to come to the farmers market?
0: Mm-hmm. Well this is not the only reason. No. <laughs> so we just in general like coming to the farmers market. It, it's kind of if you like going to the fair, this is kind of a, a fair-like atmosphere. That'll and put a little pep in your step. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, a little nice and tangy.
2: Nice and tangy, exactly.
0: <sighs> uh, we just, I'm, I'm just too relaxed to go on.
2: <laughs>
0: Why don't we take a break? More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. It's 8.52. We're at the State Farmers Market in Raleigh. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yes, and we will make every attempt to run it into the ground today as we're at the State Farmers Market. uh, You know, the heat has uh, bothered a lot of people. We still have had uh, warmish days into the the fall, but uh, it's really the heat that wreaks havoc on your car. In a lot of different ways some of the battery we think of uh... losing the battery in the winter but gosh most of the damage is done i think in in the summertime so you need to get that battery checked and one of the great places to do that or for any part of your car is king's auto service dean bailey and all the folks there do such a wonderful job they can check the uh... the a c and uh you know you certainly need that throughout the year and you should run your system throughout the year to keep keep everything uh, running smoothly there is uh, oil that carries the the coolant throughout the system so keep it going and you know anytime you defrost the frosting is uh, turns the air conditioning on so uh, keep that going but get it checked out hoses belts all of that they can have problems Uh, uh, be proactive. Catalytic converters <laughs> extremely important for uh, cars and they cost a bundle of money to replace. And there are catalytic converter thieves out there. Catal- uh, folks at Kings can help you prevent this theft with the installation of a cat shield. Uh, Kings can uh, do a lot of things for you. This will save you a lot of money because catalytic converters cost about three thousand dollars to replace. So get the cat shield on that, especially if you have a Toyota Prius, which seems to be very vulnerable to that um, extremely reliable car. But for some reason, they are a little more vulnerable, I guess, because of the placement. And the, uh, they have lots of uh, certified hybrid technicians to serve you at King's Auto Service. King's Correct Lube at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh since 1946. We'll be back.